This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. And hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Kicking and Streaming Podcast. My name is Graham, and with me right next to me right here, as you can see her, is Jojo. Hello, Jojo. Howdy do. <laughs> Jojo, we are doing fine. We're doing fine. We're doing actually, yeah, we're doing fine. We're doing fine. We're doing all right. Yeah, you're doing all right. I'm all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we're not complaining. Right. 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 Just like, don't bitching around and shit. We won't do that. You know. Like we just don't do that. Yeah. No. Don't do that. Nobody wants to I hear mean, there's shit that we could complain about, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> like, yes. I got stuff. Yes. <laughs> yes. We won't do that. <laughs> but we're not, we're not going to do that. Instead, we are going to talk about what we came here to talk about, Jojo, right? And this week, we are talking about Pieces of Her on Netflix. It's a show starring... The great Toni Collette. Toni Collette is fantastic. I love Toni Collette, right? Yeah, she's uh, she's always brings something to a role that you would not believe was even possible. I, I feel like she's a bit, like for an Australian actress, she's a bit underrated. <laughs> like she's gone under the radar for far too long. And I'm not saying that, you know, she doesn't get her dues or whatever. Maybe she's a little bit selective and she does what she wants to do as opposed to just taking whatever project comes along. That could be. But what I can tell you is that in everything I've seen her, she's dope. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's the truth. She's, yeah. (laughs) You know, and we'll we'll get into that. But before we get into that, Jojo, I have to ask because, you know, now it's uh, customary for me to ask. What did you watch this week, Jojo? <laughs> what did you do this week? So, I, you know, and if you didn't watch anything, like, we, we, we move on. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I actually did watch something this week. I watched, uh, I binged for distraction, uh, worst roommate ever. And did you? Yes, I did. And uh, tell me about it, it It's, it's actually. Uh, it's actually pretty pretty good. It's a little sensationalized, but not as bad as as some of the things are. And uh, it's kind of you know one of those little voyeur type shows that you get to see into people's lives that you don't normally. And of course, terrible things happened as because it's a true crime documentary, and terrible things always have to happen. But I thought it I thought it was well done. And uh, each episode is except for the last two, because it's a two-parter, but each episode is encapsulated, so you don't have to have seen the whole thing. So, like, if you just want to watch one episode, you can and not be totally lost. So, it was, it was, it's, it's, it's good. It was, it was worth, worth the time. <laughs> it was a good uh, distraction. Yeah, I mean, I've been meaning to watch it, but, like, you know, this week, I didn't feel like I, it, there was only one thing on Netflix I could watch. <laughs> You know, and it's it's the show that we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Pieces of her, but I did watch a couple of things outside of Netflix. And what I binged this week was "Would I Lie to You," okay, which is like a very very funny little show 
Like, I like those British panel game shows. They've made, they've made an entire industry out of that. And, and what I lie to you is silly because <laughs> how, how, how should I put this? It's really, it's really a game that you would play with, which with a bunch of friends and somehow they've managed to make it like, like a, a TV, a successful TV show. <laughs> like really, it's a silly little game that you could sit around and play with friends. Cause all you have to do is just say something that may or may not be true and have the rest of the panel determine with, by asking you questions, whether or not is true or it's a lie. And you, in the end, have to reveal if you were indeed lying or not. Okay. Uh, you know, but I, I've, I've been watching Would I Lie to You for a while, but I never had, like, I, I would just catch an episode every now and then. Let me just watch something uh, out of that. But this week, I actually binge-watched the last two seasons, the 2021 season and the the 2022 season. And it's, it's been fantastic. I love, I love David Mitchell. I, yeah, I'm a big fan of him from QI. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, yes. He's, he's, he's good he's on the panel. He's so shows. fantastic yeah. and so nerdy. Yes. You know, and people make fun of him because he's a nerdy dude with one of the hottest wives. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know it, it, they openly make fun of him, but like, you can tell that this is the guy that is actually laughing it off because, yeah, that's true. I'm nerdy, but I got me the hoodie. <laughs> you know, what I, mean? like, uh, I love him. I love you know David Mitchell and and Rob Cordry. Rob Cordry is is a great host of this show too because he is funny. He makes he does those accents and impressions and stuff like that. You know, I. Yeah, I love I love the entire thing. It, it's really really fantastic. Do they have a different panel for every show with like core members, or is it always the same panel for every show? They they invite on each team. So there's one team that is David Mitchell's team, and Lee Mack on the other end is the other team, and so they invite two people to accompany them. Okay. And and that and that's it. Like it, it's really they have one section of the show that it's called this is my and basically they bring a person the person says nothing absolutely nothing and one one panel has to say all three of them have to say this is so and so and and tell what their relationship with with this person and only one of them is telling the truth you know, and, and this is what I love about it because now you can say anything you want, except that the other panel is going to ask you questions to probe really if your story stands out. The thing is that some of these guys, they will make it sound like they're lying. <laughs> <laughs> they will give you some really shoddy responses and you'll be like, eh, I don't believe you, right? And then all of a sudden, bam. It is true, because then at the end they have the person standing there reveal their true identity, you know, and it's it's like, oh wow, this really happened, you know. I love I love would I lie to you, and uh, I love everybody they brought him. They um, in last season, they had a TV personality 
called AJ Adudu. She is she is brilliant. She's a she reminds me a little bit of of Grace Jones. Okay. Of a younger Grace Jones. And she the thing is that she's got uh, a real, real pronounced northern accent. Okay. But it's no the northern accents that we as Americans are accustomed to, like, you know, Liverpoolian or Uomancunian, none of that. She is from Blackburn. <laughs> and her accent is so thick. And, and she makes fun of it. Like, she makes everything fun. Like, she says that, and at some point, Lee Mack said, well, the thing is that Americans think that old British are posh because... Of our, of our accident, she says, mate, no one is ever going to hear you and think that you're posh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that's a diss right there. <laughs> oh, that's good. I like it. It was, it was funny. <laughs> it's, it's a, I had a lot of fun uh, watching this. So I recommend it again. By the way, we do not get paid to say any of this. Britbox doesn't pay us. We don't have a contract, and we're not plugging Britbox. It's just that I enjoy mm -hmm. Britbox. I enjoy Britbox Jocelyn too. also. So yep. it, it, that's that's all it is. Like yep. we we're not getting paid for any of this. Yep. All right. So yep. right, Jojo. Shall we move on then? Sure. All right. So tell me, Jojo. What do you think of pieces of her? How do you want to take this? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. I thought it was entertaining. I thought that it could use some good editing. And I felt that Tony Collette is great in it. And the actress who plays her daughter, whose name escapes me at the moment, Bella Heathcote, I thought she was good. Yeah. Uh, but uh, there's, there's some of it that is just kind of... Um, dragged out that I, I don't really know we needed to that we needed to see so much in so much detail yeah that's that's <laughs> that's the summary right there and I remember asking myself did we really make the right choice by watching this show and are we going to be able to to have an interesting conversation about it and the reason I was asking myself that because I couldn't precisely find anything particularly wrong about the show. Right. But I know that it wasn't keeping me on the edge of my seats. And I know that it wasn't it wasn't screaming keep watching. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I literally took a break. I started watching the show on Monday night. And the the one thing it is that it, it is watchable in the sense that you know, you're watching an episode and all of a sudden the second episode started. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it's one of them that lasts about 42, 43, 45 minutes. And it it normally ends in a way that you feel like it's just moving from one scene to another. Mm -hmm. Right? And so the first night I watched, I actually watched two episodes. And then Tuesday and Wednesday, I watched another few, an, another couple of episodes and then I took a break from it until last night, and I finished it last night, you know. But again, it, it's it's a show. It's it's watchable. 
the story is actually really, really interesting. Yes. I just I just think that there was something that you kept waiting to get there and it never did. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I, I agree. I uh I think the first two episodes were great. Like really, yes. really, really great television, especially the first episode. And I think you texted me something that I do agree with. Like this is what In From the Cold should have been. And I completely agree with that because this is this is a really interesting story that I think could have gone maybe, I don't want to say a different direction, but maybe could have been handled a little differently to be much better than it actually turned out. Because it it's like you said, it's a very, very interesting story. The idea of being in witness protection program and the, the whole idea behind that is just fascinating and not really one I've seen too much explored on television. So I don't think it's like a an overtold story. I think they had a, a good chance uh, to 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 bring something like this to light. I think it just kind of got bogged down. It felt like to me with all the backstory, which was important, but it yes. was just like it was like we ha- we are going to tell you absolutely everything that happened, including what they had for lunch and what was on their sandwich. Yes. And, and, and for some shows that's fine and that works. But for this one, I just felt like it, it, it drew the story down when we needed it to be paced a a little, little faster. But like you said, it, it is definitely watchable. It's very entertaining. Tony Collette is great in this, especially in the first episode, but I just, at the end of it, I was like, you know, I, I I don't feel like I wasted my time, but at the same time, I don't feel like <laughs> I don't feel really any differently about the world, or I don't feel like it made me think or anything like that. But I also don't feel insulted, which is how I felt within from the cold. <laughs> so yes, yes. <laughs> well, I think what I keep thinking about about this show is the fact that it could have been six episodes if this were a British show. It would have been four or six episodes and everything jammed in there and it could have made for a better for better television. But Netflix has this whole thing about eight episodes or more. And I think, you know, contractually they felt obligated to just do eight episodes of things that, you know, could have been an email. Again, it could have been an email. Yeah. It's the proverbial this could have been an email. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree and it's it's a shame because and now I haven't read the book. I'm not uh, I'm haven't ever read any of uh Karen Slaughter's books. So I know that this is based on a, a best-selling novel. So I I don't know anything about the author and and if this is typically the kind of thing she writes or if this is a series possibly, you know, the beginning of a series in a series of books is, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so I, I don't know if it's a standalone book or a series where we're going to have more adventures of, of mom and daughter and, and brother and that sort of thing. But, but yeah, I, uh, I feel like it could have benefited from you know how sometimes like the BBC will do like the, the three parter, but each one is an hour and a half. I think yes. that that would have yes. been, that would have been great. Like three movies. And, yes. and that would have been great, but it just, um, just, I don't know. It just too much detail. Yeah. Far too much detail in with that though, we're, we probably should, you know, tell folks a little bit about this. Yes. Because I'm afraid that we may have 
given people the wrong impression. And I, I, I don't want to say that this is not a show, this, this is not a show worth watching. I think it is. I think it is. And as you said, Tony Collette is fantastic. Bella Heathcote is absolutely great on this one. There were some characters that were a bit superfluous. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. But this, to me, is one of those things that I know the only one of the main reasons you should watch is because Tony Collette is in it. Yes. I, I, I would go there and say that. Yes. But Jojo, you know, do your thing. Tell people what this show is about, please. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a, a, a mother and daughter story. A daughter has moved home to care for her ailing mother. She... Time has passed. Her mother is better, but she's still living with her. The daughter kind of doesn't have her life together. She's just turning 30. She doesn't know what she wants to do, doesn't know what she wants to be. Her mother, played by Tony Collette, is kind of, you know, pushing her to find herself. And they end up going out for a birthday lunch, and there is a terrible event that happens. There is a mass murderer, a mass shooting at the restaurant they're at. And the mother, played by Tony Collette, does something rather extraordinary in that she ends up taking out, dis- disarming and killing the the shooter in a very flamboyant way, I guess would be the way to put it. And it, of course, goes viral. Someone was videoing with their phone and it's on all the news and everything like that. And then what the daughter doesn't understand is why her mother is panicking so much about why this, why is this on the, you know, why I'm not going to give any interviews and her mom kind of shuts down and stops talking to her and tells her that she can't stay with her anymore. And, and her daughter is like, it's such a strange reaction to what this happened. I feel like it should have brought us closer together because we both shared this horrible event. Yeah. And, and, uh, So then it is revealed that they have actually been in a witness protection program for Andy, that's the daughter's name, played by Bella Heathcote, for her whole life, essentially. And she knew nothing about it, but obviously her mother did. And her mother has this whole past life that has been very violent and very privileged at the same time. And so this is eight episodes of finding out pieces of her, her being mom. So we're going to find out pieces of Tony Collette's life. Laura Oliver is her name in the witness protection program. Jane was her real name. And uh, it just kind of goes from there. What kind of craziness happened to her 30, over 30 years ago to put her in this very unique position and uh, very interesting position in, uh, ability to to have told a, a really 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 fascinating story here and we did get a very good story I, I'm not going to say that by any means but I, I do wish that there had been a little just a little more editing pop <laughs> yeah yeah <I'm, laughs> I don't think this this series is going to win any you know editing <laughs> awards <laughs> because come on you know, one of the things I've learned about about going on YouTube and watching tutorials by YouTubers, there's this dude on YouTube who tells you, you know, no matter how, how interesting you think your tutorial or your story or your vlog is, 
cut the fluff. Mm-hmm. Right, cut the fluff. Because mm-hmm. people's attention span nowadays is not that great. But at the same time, what can seem great to you, it's not even about attention span, it's just bores the fuck out of people. Right, right, <laughs> right. We've all known the person who has to tell a story and even if it's a story you've heard 45 times before, or if it's a brand new story, there is that person where you're always like, oh God, they're going to talk about this for an hour. <laughs> and it literally could have been three words. I saw a dog, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I was going words, down but... the alley, right? So I'm going down the alley and all of a sudden I hear pa, 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 pa. And I say to myself, did I just hear pa, pa, pa? Like, oh, for fuck's sake. No, no, no. What the hell was it? <laughs> you know, yeah. that's exactly <laughs> what we got in this series. And it is hard to. So let, let me let me ask you this, Jojo. Knowing what we know, knowing that this condensed could have been an absolutely compelling story. Can we still go ahead and say that this was a good series to watch? I think so. Yes, because because of Tony Collette. Because there are some really good moments between her and her daughter. And I think that it's the kind of thing that, uh, well, like if it's a choice between this and in and, and From the Cold, for example, I'm going to wholeheartedly recommend that you watch this oh, instead. <laughs> and like, like if, I think it's a really good thing to put on, like if you're not feeling well or if, you know, you've got a lot going on because... Honestly, if your mind wanders a little bit towards, you know, while you're watching it, it's okay because they're going to really explain what happened again, much like you, that friend you have who's going to tell you the, the story about seeing a dog in detail, you know? So I, yes. I think that it's it's definitely not a waste of time. I didn't feel that I'd wasted my time at the end of it. I just, I do wish, I it, it, to me, it's a little sad because I think that it could have it could, what if what it could have been i feel like it really could have been some groundbreaking television especially when you've got such a marvelous cast of actors yes but but okay so there's two things i can tell you about this mm-hmm. about this 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 series i feel like probably the the backstory that they the background story that they insisted on telling you wasn't actually as compelling as it needed to be for it to be told in such detail. I agree. Because, yeah, I, I mean, because I think the most interesting person in the background story was Laura or or Jane in that respect. The dad was an asshole, like any most most rich dads are, you know, like we've we've seen that before. Yes. The brothers didn't have anything going for them. And the dude that they all fell for, for some reason. He wasn't even that charismatic. Like, I, I can't understand for the life of me, no. why would you follow this motherfucker? Like, this dude has nothing to offer. No. He's just an angry asshole. Yeah, yeah. And and for a show that, that wanted to take us so deeply into that story, as you said, that should have been of paramount importance to demonstrate how someone like that could lure two people from the same family away from the billionaire lifestyle, from a very privileged lifestyle, from a very 
you know, status and getting to do what you love too, because Jane was doing what she loved. Yes. And, and even though, you know, her father was very critical of what she was doing, he was also supporting her at the same time. You know, I mean, I know he, he was, he was criticizing her, but it, it, to me, it seemed as though it was from the sense of, I want you to be the very best that you absolutely can right. be. It didn't, right. to me, it didn't really seem like he was being an asshole to her. To his, to his sons, yes. He was actually kind of borderline creepy with her, honestly. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But there was a moment there that I, I thought, you know, like, is he, is he pulling your Cosby on her? Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I did too. I was like, oh God, where is this going? I, I Luckily, in the end, it kind of got explained a little bit. Yes, it but did. I, I was I was left with this sensation. Oh man, yes. is he quailing? Yes, <laughs> you know. Yes, I was. I was. I had the same feeling too. I was like, wait a minute, because if because this has not presented itself as being that kind of a story. So if you're going to suddenly drop that bomb on us, <laughs> wait, 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 yeah. wait, 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 wait. Yeah. I, I need more preparation yeah. for that. <laughs> But yeah, so I, 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 I don't think that that actor honestly was a good choice. I don't think the part was particularly well written, but I don't think the actor was a good choice. He, right. he to me, he wasn't, he kind of chewed the scenery a little bit. He wasn't particularly all that attractive, which I know that charismatic people don't necessarily have to be traditionally attractive, but at the same time, he just seemed, I don't know, like a greasy loser and... That was my problem with with the the their character, and I think it, you oh, you're right. I think it has something to do with the actor because here's the problem: Nick, the character, to have all that kind of idealism, in all that you know social change, anger type of shit. For me, he needed to be a bit younger than that. Yes. Yes. In. In the notion that he ends up with Laura creeps the fuck out of me, with Jane creeps the fuck out of me because this is a dude that, like, clearly is in his 30s. Yes. Like, like everything about him scream, screams a 30-plus-year-old loser who is is just Couch angry. <laughs> Couch surfing his angry way through life. Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. I, I, so, so, so I didn't like this at all. No, at all. No. And, and I don't know if it's the actor or what, but I just whenever I saw him with Jane, I'm like, this doesn't look good. This doesn't look good. I mean, we know that Jane is 22. How old is this guy? Yeah. You know? Like, I, I think he was supposed to be the same age as her brother, so probably in the range of, of 25 or so. <laughs> but the actor is is definitely not, or they... He's been through some shit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then and then there's also these little tantalizing bits we get thrown out, too, because remember, Dad said he's not actually um, whatever the hell is. Who he says he is. Yeah, right. right. He's not who he says he is. That person's been dead for four years. But there's never, for something that wanted to tell us absolutely everything that was going on, and we never heard anything about that again, which I was like, I was expecting that to come back. I'm yeah. like, that's going to that's gonna blow up big, you know? Oh, yeah. But yeah. didn't happen. And then there was, there was another thing, too, that, that was, but yeah, I agree. He was, he, the actor, I think, 
Because the character, I think, was supposed to be like about 25, 26. But the actor to me was just too old and too not. He just didn't have it. Yes. I know what it was. The fact that he was also with the brother. That was creepy to me. That also. Yeah. You're right. That that was. Like, this was throwing too many things at the wall, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. It was like, (laughs) oh, and he's bi. Oh, and he's slept with the brother. Oh, and he's going to sleep with the sister. Has slept with With the sister. With the younger little sister. Yeah. And then the brother was like, oh, if it had to be anybody, I'm glad it was you. I'm like. (laughs) Okay. Like, seriously, dude? No. No. I, and, and okay, so another thing too, is the FBI really so incompetent <laughs> with the body count that this motherfucker left that for thirty years they couldn't find him? I never understood how he got away. I missed. Like it's, it's not like he. It's not like he went out of the country or anything. He was still in the same area. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not like he was the Unabomber where nobody knew who he was and they were trying to find out who he was. Everybody knew who this guy was. There was pictures of him. There was people who had known him. I mean, granted, he he wasn't who he said he was, which was never discussed again. But, I mean, that, that yeah, I don't know how he – he really didn't seem like a criminal mastermind to me at the at the big, you know, no. finale. No, so. no he, don't, he wasn't. He wasn't. Oh, another thing. I think any unknown actor could have been Gordon Oliver. Why did they have to pay Omari Hardwick? I mean, Omari Hardwick, ghost, ghost, is the husband with, what, three appearances? Yeah. It could have been, when I say the entire story could have been an email, I'm playing with you, man. Why did they... Like, seriously, I know they had to have paid. They had to have paid Omari Hardwick a boat of money that's, that's, to be in this shit. That's the other thing that is, is so disappointing, because they had such a fabulous cast. Yeah. yeah with a few exceptions. But, you know, they had, they had some really strong character actors. Reg, you know, they, they had good people on this. So I'm not, I don't, I'm disappointed with what happened, with how it turned yeah. out. Yeah, I mean, like, like, there's no give this opportunity to a lesser known actor, mm-hmm. and let them, let them be. Mm-hmm. You know, let them be able to say, have... "I worked with Tony Collette. I had a scene with Tony exactly. Collette." You don't have to, and I'm like, it, it may sound. I'm not against, you know, Omari Hardwick at all. I, I just think that Omari Hardwick is far too big of an actor, too big of a star, to star. Opposite Tony Collette in something where he almost does nothing. Yeah, it was. You know was I mean? Yeah, it was a waste of him and his talent. And yeah, that's, yeah, the supportive, supportive ex-husband. And that's not to say he didn't. You know, he didn't phone it in by any means. He put oh, no. in a, a great performance. So, it, yeah. and part of me wonders if this was originally a bit different to have attracted that this level of talent because i when you're saying you know that they would have had to pay him quite a bit of money it makes me think that he signed on because there was something else there originally like that was a larger part because if i was an actor of his status and ability i would want a part that would 
give me something to do, something to chew on. Yeah. And and it, yeah. and it does really make me think that there must have been something here to sign on Tony Collette and 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 all the ta- talent that it did attract. So I'm I'm curious what happened in some process, some writers meeting or producers meeting that said, no, we need to do this. No, we need to do that. I, I almost think that that it, it started out differently than it actually ended up on screen. That, I mean, that, that is well, that is a, a, a good question to explore, to ponder, because it seems like the promise was, was greater than, than the result here. And as I'm not going to say that Tony Collette, called it in but there was so much of the story that wasn't about the character at her age but about somebody else that whenever she was on screen it almost felt like she was half-heartedly there too like i i don't know there were there, there was a way that she looks there was something about her body language that i i don't know that it was the character's expression per se but rather yeah let's just let's just get this over with yeah yeah i it, there there was some tonal shifts i felt in it that were really wild and didn't the story didn't explain them and this is another reason that makes me think like that there was a whole different series filmed and in the bag and then a producer said no we got to add stuff We've we we've got to add some more things, and I feel like those tonal shifts happened when when new things got added that didn't necessarily belong there. I'm not, I don't. It just some of it was odd because because there's there's scenes with Tony Collette where in one you know in in a particular scene she's she's brilliant and she's herself, and then. Yeah. In the context of the same scene, and I don't know when it was filmed, but in the context of the same scene, she's she is acting differently, and yes. it's and it it was odd to me. Um, specifically, some of the scenes in the cancer ward. Right there was yes. there was wild differences yes. to me in the acting style. So I don't I don't know if things got added or it was like we need exposition quick. <laughs> the biggest problem of I have with this show is the mortal sin of over-explaining. And I'm going to draw a a comparison here that most people might not agree with me. And is, you remember last week I was very excited that we were, my wife and I were going to go see the Batman. Yes, yes. And these series reminded me of why I didn't like the Batman. Okay. Because the Batman is actually bloody rubbish. And the biggest problem with that is the over-explaining and not a lot of action. And when the action happened, it was, what was this fight about again? (laughs) Why is everybody so angry? Like, seriously, you know, like, oh man, I hated this movie. The difference here is that I like this series. Mm Mm-hmm. I just think it could have been better. Mm-hmm. I just don't see a way the Batman could have been better. Gotcha. Gotcha. The Batman was horrible. Like, first of all, why are we doing this less than 10 years since the last since the last trilogy? Second, why? <laughs> Third, 
maybe why? Like seriously. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm I'm being tangential here, Jojo, but I I it's just you see my point. Like it's just Yeah. You yeah. all these series, they over explained a lot of things that maybe we didn't need to know, and the things that we needed to know didn't need to be dragged out for so long. Agreed. Agreed. It, it's as simple as that. Agreed. I also because of so much backstory that was insisted on being shown to us, I had an issue with the actress who plays young Jane, <laughs> because to me, she looks absolutely nothing like Tony Collette and acted, Hello. acted, acted absolutely nothing like Tony Collette, which I know Tony Collette, you know, the, the character of Laura, she's playing the character of Laura. Laura has been in the witness protection program. So she's had to change who she is a bit, but right. at the same time, she's not, presented as a professional actress or anything. There's only so much you can change yourself. You know, okay, I'm going to have to wear a different style of clothing and I'm going to have to decorate my house a certain way and I can't do this anymore. Okay, that's fine. But you're still going to have mannerisms and gait and the ways of saying things. And I just don't feel that the actress who played Jane captured that whatsoever. It was like she was playing a completely different character who had no yeah. reference to the character of Laura whatsoever, even though they're the same person. It was, yeah. it was, I, 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 that was very distracting for me because I think she was even significantly shorter than Tony Collette. Yes. And that, yes. that just bothered me. I, 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 nobody has, you know, it's hard to find somebody who looks exactly like somebody else, but there has to be something there that's reminiscent. And I could not find it. I could not find yeah. it. I tried. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and we like for instance, if there was anything good about In from the Cold, it was that the girl, the Russian actress that played the the younger, she she you could say, okay, that I I can believe that was her when she was younger. Yes, <laughs> yes, you know, I agree. That was the that's the only thing good. In fact, that's the only good comment that we made. We talked about how the Moscow part of the story was so convincing mm-hmm. because you could you could be sold in, into believing that that was what was her name was it Laura too I think it was Laura <laughs> <laughs> yes but yes this actress looks nothing nothing absolutely nothing like Tony Collette and as you said it was distracting every time she came back on scene I was even my wife was like and who's that I'm like, oh God. But yeah, you're right. Who's that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I it was the same for me too, because it, I <laughs> this is dumb, but for, you know, like the first time she came in, I didn't came on screen and they were doing the exposition exposition. I didn't understand that she was supposed to be young Tony Collette, young Laura. I because yeah. there was not for absolutely not I was like, oh okay, this is about some other family in the 80s we're gonna learn about or whatever. And then I was like, oh that's supposed to be her. Oh yeah. hell no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and otherwise, like for instance, the dude who the Jasper Quell dude was brilliantly cast, both yes. as as young and, and, and older. Yes. You know agreed. Agreed. I could see the, the, the resemblance in those two actors. That's what made it so frustrating. Yeah. Because I'm like, okay, yes. you, you you knew how to do it here. If you'd fucked all of them up, okay, then you just don't know what you're fucking doing. But you knew what you were doing here. So what the hell happened with what was supposed to be the most important character? 
Yeah, it's the same thing that we talked about in, in being the Ricardos. Is yes. that, okay, well, Lucy is the icon, so let's find somebody that really looks like her, that can really do the job. But Desi, yeah, Javier Bardem, he speaks Spanish. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that was, that was dumb. And I think that's yeah. the same level of frustration that we see here. You know, because otherwise, and okay, so let's talk about, now we pretty much in the, in the cast. Gil Birmingham as Charlie Bass. The younger actor, he didn't strikingly, strikingly look like Charlie Bass, but he could be sold as a younger Charlie Bass. He could be sold as, as a younger Charlie Bass. That's I, I definitely agree. the case. I agree. You and know. for as long, a small amount of time as he was on screen, too, I was I recognized yes. him. Like when he, exactly. It was like, oh, okay, that's supposed to be Charlie. That's supposed yes. to be Charlie Younger. Okay, yes. cool. I got it. That's but every, <laughs> every time the Jane came on, I'm like, like your wife, who the hell is that? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> who is this? And the, the, the last one we're going to talk about is the dude who played Nick, Younger Nick, versus the dude who played the, the, the older Nick. I was like, is that makeup? I don't know. Or is that him for real? Or is this a completely different dude? Me too. What the hell is going on? Me too. I actually was thinking, there was a part of my brain that was thinking, okay, so this guy looks so old, who's playing young Nick, looks so old. Yeah. They're just they're just going to, like, they're not going to bother with, with casting. They're just going to, like, run some gray through his hair and, you know, paint some wrinkles Man. on his face and be done with it. Because I, honestly, I think I would have believed him as older Nick. <laughs> Yes. Like yes, if he did, yes. if if they cast him as older Nick and a younger person as young Nick, I would have believed him as older Nick. I mean, come on, seriously, they're seriously they're like that's the same dude, right? Yeah. Until I looked up the cast, I didn't realize that this other dude was Aaron Jeffrey, whereas the other first dude was Joe Dempsey. Like, okay. Okay, we, we're good. Jojo, we're probably going to wrap up here because <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure people are going to walk away from this episode with a feeling that uh, they didn't like this one. That's not the case. That is not the case at all. But let's talk about the cast. So Bella Heathcote is like Tony Collette. She is Australian. And uh, she's been on a couple of things that are like mainly stuff in Australia, really, from what I can see. Looks like she was, was she a, on something major in, in 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 Netflix. Looks like she was on in The Man in the High Castle for uh, a season, maybe really? maybe a couple seasons. I don't remember her, man. I don't know this chick, yeah. so no. And I watched every season of Man in the High Castle. <laughs> I don't remember. So thank you. No. <laughs> Jessica Barden, who doesn't look like Toni Collette. Yeah. Uh, she is an English actress. And uh, it's it's a shame because she may be a great actress, honestly. She may be, but I she to me was so miscast, I don't think that she could have ever made up. Yeah. So she was on, on the, the end of the fucking world. Okay. And I, I watched the first season of that, but I don't remember her. But that's the one thing I, I, I 
I know that she's been on. Um, the end of the, of the fucking world. She was in Penny um, Dreadful. She, yeah. Penny Dreadful. I remember I start. I, I watched the first season of Penny Dreadful. And then I decided that the actress playing Penny Dreadful didn't need to be that creepy, mm-hmm. even when she wasn't in character. Mm-hmm. Like I saw her like at Golden Globes and Oscars, and she, and she still looked creepy to me. And I'm like, I'm not going to watch this anymore because she's going to give me a nightmare. <laughs> well, we don't need that. No, we don't need yeah. that. No. Yeah, I, no, no. All right. And so we know Omari Hardwick, Gordon Oliver, uh, he was ghost on the series ghost and he was on one of the the well the series was power not ghost <laughs> <laughs> and he was in one of the suicide qu- uh, squads uh, the one that had to do that that vomited polka dots oh okay okay which is where i, I was like okay i'm out oh <laughs> uh, and army of the dead he was on army of the dead too omar hardwick but yeah I didn't finish that that suicide squad when I saw the dude for me the polka dots I'm like okay yeah see I didn't see I didn't watch suicide squad until after I watched peacemaker and it was the movie suicide squad was hugely disappointing to me after having seen peacemaker because peacemaker (laughs) is so good and so funny and so well cast and you can just tell they had a fabulous time making it so i was expecting the same thing from suicide squad because it's from the same you know producer and and director and um yeah no i watched the movie and was like the hell (laughs) yeah i I didn't i haven't seen a suicide squad that i liked Uh, you know the one that will smith was on was i you know (laughs) So yeah, uh, I liked this little actor, Jacob Chipio. He played Michael Vargas. You know, I I, I don't know. I liked the, the even the character. I liked. Yeah. You know. I I did too. He was he was like a nice, I don't know, addition or or, or like a an outside influence or something. I I liked I liked the character. I liked the way he was introduced and. Uh, yeah, I liked his his acting too. It was he had a sense of humor, which was nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I liked him. Um, uh, you know, Gil Birmingham, of course, mm-hmm. dude that's been around forever, mm-hmm. and he's on Yellowstone, which is the current series that is doing the rounds. Speaking of Yellowstone, did you? And I, I'm deviating from here, but did you hear all the shit that Sam Elliott had to say about Jane Campion's? <laughs> I did, I did, and I what am. What the fuck? I I cannot like. I, I never really had like a, a huge opinion of Sam Elliott, but he always just seemed like a chill dude with a big mustache right. and a nice voice. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like exactly. I, I never really thought of him as anything other than that. So when he came out with, they came out with this <laughs> quote from him. I'm like the fuck are you on about dude (laughs) okay so and this book was when he's talking see he pissed me off when he talked about this woman this woman from from new zealand comes in and tells the story that she knows nothing about okay so first of all this book was written by a a queer man it was published in 1967 but it was about his experiences that happened during the time of the power of the dog and nobody can 
film in Montana anyway, because it costs like $40 million and it doesn't look like it used to 200 years ago. So it doesn't matter. Like who's going to tell Sam Elliott that most of the shit that portrays to be the United States is actually filmed in Canada. Yeah. Canada is somebody or Estonia or New Zealand or so could, because look, things have been built. The, the United States is built up. Yes. There's huge swaths of land that tracks of land that have not been built up, but you know, it, I just, I, it made me angry because I was like, this is the most uninformed rant I have ever heard in my life. Who's going to tell him that Wakan is actually in Atlanta? <laughs> At the Tyler Perry Studios. <laughs> I mean, somebody's got to come up and tell him, hey, Sam, I'm just saying, man. <laughs> somebody's got it. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I really don't know. And I'm know. like, what is he talking about? I really don't understand. What? Do you not? Yeah. Like, like so I read that somebody was, was saying that he seems to think that once you pass, because he was going on and on, of course, about the, the American West. And somebody was like, I guess apparently once you pass the Mississippi River, all the gayness gets stripped out of you. <laughs> yeah. Which I just thought was a brilliant quote. I don't know who said it online, but I was like. It's... <laughs> I hope he had the same vigor and energy criticizing Brokeback Mountain. Right. Which <laughs> Brokeback Mountain was inspired by this book that The Power of the Dog is based on. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so maybe he's been going on with that rant for since 2000, what, 2006? Was it 2006? Something like that, Broke yeah. Back. 2005, yeah. 2006, somewhere around there. Yeah. I don't Lord. know. I don't know what's going on with Sam Elliott. He's no. he's got he's old. He's losing it. But if this is the way he's felt all along, dude. I'm... But look, the thing is that he, for me, when I read this, you know what it felt to me? It's like, you know this uncle that you've always sort of like admired, but you know has like a dark racist past that, but now he's just like this chill dude who has black friends and she, and, yeah, you know, yeah, it talks bad about the clan, yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, he smokes some weed and she, and and boom, all the racism come out, comes out, and <laughs> you're like, this nigga, he wasn't reformed at all. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lie. It was a sham. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, all right. So we literally went veered off of this show. Sorry, folks. Yeah, you know. But we needed to talk about Sam Elias. Yes. <laughs> um, anyway, we will recommend this, this show if you ain't got anything else to watch. And out of respect for Tony Collette and Omari Hardwick, we'll give it, I don't know, two and a half? Yeah, I think that's fair. I think two, two and, and a half, half is fair. Yeah. But we're going to call it a day today. Before we go, though, we have a couple of things to tell you. Right, Jojo? That's right. Where can people find us on, on, on social media? We are everywhere. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. And we are on Pinterest. On Pinterest, yes, yes, yes. We have a Facebook group. Right now we have 64 members on the group. And only one and two or three probably say something. If we can just get five more members, we'll have 69. And then we can just say nice. 
So join us on our Facebook group, Kicking Instrument Podcast group, on Instagram, uh, I mean on Facebook. And on Instagram, you'll find us, as Jojo said, you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter as Mr. Puzzetta, that's M-R-P-U-Z-Z-E-T-T-A. And on Instagram, and only on Instagram, you'll find Jojo as... KNS co-host. I am exclusive to Instagram. Exclusive to the gram. Yes, my to the gram. Um, Also, before we let you go, we have to tell you this. We podcast. We will always podcast without a paywall. Having said that, we really, really would appreciate it. If you decided, you know what? I'm going to give something to these guys because, yeah, the podcast is act. Right? And if you should want to do that, all you have to do is go to kickinandstreamingpodcast.com. That's our website. And you will find two ways you can do it. You can go to buy me a coffee. You will lead you to our little extra page there and drop off of something. Like, seriously, whatever you want to give us. We'll take $1, we'll take $5, we'll take $10, anything you wish to. Right? That's right. And also, we have another, there's another possibility. There's another little page called Kofi, K-O-F-I, or Kofi, I don't know, whatever. You can choose, pick and choose, folks. But here, we would appreciate it because we like feeling appreciated. We yeah. love that you listen to this podcast, but also if you see fit that, you know, let me buy Jojo and Graham a coffee, let's do that. Yeah. Right? That'd be nice. We would like we that. We would like that very much. We would Very like that. much, very much. But... Then we're going to go ahead and let you go. We thank you for listening. We thank you for watching, folks, on YouTube. We've had uh, quite a revival on YouTube, and we are appreciative of that. Yes. So thank you, folks, on YouTube. Thank you, everyone. Jojo, I love you. I love podcasting with you. And uh, I, don't know, I, I don't know, man. That's, 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 that's all I have. That's that. I love you, too. And I love podcasting with you. <laughs> So we're going to call it a day, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening. This is me and Jojo. We out. Bye. Thank you for listening to Kicking and Streaming Podcast. If you found value in our content, please subscribe and share. We would also be delighted to hear what you think of this podcast. So please rate us by writing a quick review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all major social media platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Join the conversation happening today on our Facebook group.